talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here at Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson. Good morning. I'm Chris Magruder. And here we are again, Chris, and uh, it's good to see you as always. And good to see you too. Are we putting out the red checkered tablecloth again We are today? doing that now, yes. And <laughs> there's a coffee brewing and... <laughs> <laughs> smells good. <laughs> smells good, right? So well, it, those of you who are joining us, this is kind of what our style here is at Catholic Women Now is to make it like we're sitting at a coffee shop visiting with all you. Yes. And we just thank you for your support and your especially your prayers and know that we are praying for you every day as well. So building this community of women here. Mm-hmm. In, in, and, uh, and today, speaking of building our community of women, we're talking to Kelly Mantone. She's the author of Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent. And she's coming to Sacred Heart to speak, isn't she? She's coming to Des Moines, yes, mm-hmm. March 9th at 6 p.m. Um, just a little information. There's a free dinner served at 5. Child care is available and you need to register by March 1st by um, going to the Diocese of Des Moines website and click on events. Mm-hmm. Or you can call Sherry for questions. Sherry Simmer at 515-237-5058. So, yes. yeah, this is really an uh, area that our, our church has not has has been, I think, a little lagging in and, and meeting the needs of family with special needs children. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with a mass? All that kinds of right. things. My friends have talked right. all about that. So yes. I think this is a very timely, very yeah, timely. I agree. I agree. So we have the truth, goodness, and beauty segment. Chris, what's yours? Oh, mine today. Um, you know, I guess I'm just being blessed by the weather. This time of year, I know it's overcast, but the beauty of it is it brings us peace. It really causes me, at least in my spirit, to slow down. And I don't have to run so fast. You know, when the sun's shining, you want to go doing everything. Right. But I had a friend remind me one time who had been away from the Midwest and in Texas, and she came back. She went, oh, as she came into town, I'm driving her, and she's like, oh, I forgot this weather. And I went, oh, what do you mean? You know, it's overcast and yucky. And she said, oh, no, it, it slows us down. And I went, you're right. So ever since then, I've embraced the weather, and that's the beauty for me today. Well, kind of tying into that, and this, I, I know I always tell my friends, I might sound a little quirky, but I love a good snow day. I don't <laughs> like a 10 in a, a, 10 in a winter, yes. but I like a good snow day where yes. you just, everybody, everything's canceled. It's like God says, okay, people, I'm giving you all the day off. That's you know, you can stay home. You don't feel guilty. You're not having to be somewhere or anything. And make a little hot chocolate. Turn little on the fireplace. Just hibernate, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and we had one a couple of weeks ago, so yes. that was kind of nice. So. And what a blessing it yes. was. Well, should yes. we start with prayer? Yes. Okay. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we are talking today with our new friend, Kelly Mantone, author of Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent. And so we're going to just jump right in. Welcome, Kelly. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Julie and Chris. This is a real pleasure. Well, you have personal experience with this. And so tell us about your children. Um, okay, yeah. So I've been married for about 21 years, and we jumped right into having kids. So I have five kids, ranging in age from 20 to 12. And um, the youngest two, uh, who are now 14 and 12, have a neuromuscular disorder known as spinal muscular atrophy. Huh. So they are both 
physically disabled and require care to do pretty much everything. But cognitively, they're just like, our, you know, your typical 14 and 12-year-old boys. So they love their video games, their Star Wars, all that kinds of stuff. So, you know, and my older three are typically developing. And so with them, I'm dealing with the high school and college thing. And then the younger ones, helping them manage, you know, life as two teens in power wheelchairs. So, Kelly, I first heard about you. Um, I stumbled upon your blog, This Ain't the Lyceum. I don't know if you're still active on that blog anymore, but I think maybe some of our listeners have probably have been introduced to you through there. And I have to say, you have the best outlook. And I mean, I'm laughing, reading your blog about just your family, family foibles and everything, but you homeschool, right? Is that right with all this going on? Um, Or were you? Yeah. So, yeah. So my older three, um, my oldest two have already graduated. They were completely homeschooled all the way through. Um, My younger daughter, she's also homeschooled. She's a junior this year. But now my younger two are in public school this year after being homeschooled for a while. Um, So I just, I needed a break. I needed a little bit of help. And we are very blessed with our public school district here. So they're in this year and it's going really well. But I do have, yes, quite a lot of homeschool experience. So uh, when you wrote this book, uh, Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent, what was your hope and message for those parents out there? Well, um, as you mentioned, I had a blog, and I was sharing a little bit about our family, sharing a little bit about my sons and what our life was like. And I was really surprised because I started getting, the more I shared about our family and my sons, the more emails I started getting from other parents who had children with disabilities. They were coming to me with some very personal questions. Um, and just pouring their hearts out to me. And I just couldn't believe that I, as this mommy blogger who was sharing all these kind of funny stories, was who they were turning to. And I learned that it's because so many of them just didn't see any other families like them in their parish. They didn't know any other Catholic special needs families. And so they were turning to me for advice. And I found I was giving the same answers, the same things over and over again. So I thought, well, I just need to write a book to put everything in one place so now when people need advice and they want, you know, they have those hard questions, I can just say it's, it's all in the book. It's all in the book. It's all there. Um, so see chapter years three. down the road. <laughs> see chapter three on that one. <laughs> and now you're speaking and, and you'll be and here in Des Moines. Yes, I'm looking forward to um, speaking and sharing the message in person with parents because, of course, the book is great, but it is always nice to chat with people in person. And um, that's the most important thing. So many times people ask me, how's your book doing? How's your book doing? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of busy. (laughs) busy. (laughs) But um, I still get random emails from people who will just say, so-and-so sent me your book, or I just found you and I read your book. And it was, it was so important. And it was so uplifting. One mom emailed me. She's like, I keep it in my hospital bag now for whenever I have to go in with my child, I keep it with me. And that to me means so much. It's, I was sharing our story, but I just wanted to share so much practical advice. And when I get the feedback from parents that it does provide that advice that they're looking for and it's a useful tool, that's what really matters. And that's what makes me happy that I'm glad it's out there for people. Well, this is Catholic Women Now, and we're speaking with Kelly Mantone about her book, Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parents. We're going to have more on this after this break. 
You're listening to Catholic Women Now on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Would you like to get more involved as a volunteer? InterVisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions. But our nursing staff can't do it alone. Our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates, receptionists, and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year. If you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit IVHcare.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here in Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Chris McGruder, and we're speaking with Kelly Mantone. She is the author of the book, Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent. So, Kelly, what could you, what would you give to, um, guidance to people, to parents who are just starting this journey with a special needs child, and maybe at that stage where they just discovered it? Because this is not something we all think is going. You know, well, that's not what we're looking to forward to. It's a, bit of a shock. It's a shock when yeah. you you, yeah. when you discover this in your family. It is, and as I mentioned in my book, and one of the biggest things people need to realize is you really do go through like a, a grieving process. We tend to think of grieving is just what we do when we when someone actually dies or passes away, but when you're given a diagnosis for your child, like a real you know life changing, hard hitting medical diagnosis, the life that you envision for your child and their future it it radically changes, and so you really go through a process of grieving the loss of that life you envision for your child. And so you have to kind of allow yourself to go through a grieving process and work through all the typical stages um, that someone who actually lost a loved one, you got to allow yourself as a parent to go through them as well and work through all them and understand that that's, it's perfectly fine and normal and it's okay to feel, you know, shock and anger and depression and bargaining. It's, it's perfectly normal to do that and to work through those family and those feelings and understand that People who haven't gone through it, that don't have a child with disabilities, you know, they might, it might surprise them and they might not be able to support you. They're not going to understand it. But for those of us that have been through it, we do understand it. And, you know, we can all tell you it's, it's perfectly normal. And that's just the biggest thing, just to help parents work through that process and not get stuck in any one stage. It's very easy to kind of give up hope give in to despair, and then get stuck and say anger, or especially depression. And parents can stay there for a really long time. And so that's the, you know, the hope of my book is just to get parents out of that and get them moving towards joy and how they can, you know, start to see how their life, you know, even though it looks different from what they envision for their child and for their family, it can still be one of joy and hope. Mm. And how have you and your husband worked through this together? Well, and that it was it's difficult. It's really a process because for us, our son, so our fourth child, our middle son, we had no idea. We didn't know this was something in our family. And so when he was diagnosed, it was a huge shock. And we were still really adjusting to life with him and his needs when, you know, surprise, 
I was pregnant again, and we learned then that our youngest also had it. Oh. And it was just a huge blow. Um, mm-hmm. We just really didn't think it would happen two times in a row. And so many people told us, oh, this won't happen again. This won't happen again. And it did. And um, we went through a very, very dark period for many years. And so people look at me today, and they can't believe that I was ever, you know, in such a dark place. But I tell people, and I write about it in the book, you know, we just, we really, we stopped praying. We were going through the motions. We still went to Mass, still made sure our kids were doing everything they had to do. But we were going through the motions. It was, we were just empty. And people would always say, what can we do for you? What can we do for you? And I would just say, just pray for us. Just pray. Because we couldn't pray. We were just so overwhelmed with everything. The physical needs that our sons required, just the worry, um, just how could this happen to us. We were just in a really dark place for a long time, and it was really... Only when I started my blog, probably in like 2012, um, my son was, my youngest was like a year that we started, I started coming out of it. But it took a couple years to really come out of it and reach a point where I could say, you know what, I'm feeling much better and I see my life as one of joy and happiness and I can see God's hand through this, how he's led us through. And I can understand that, you know, good is going to come from my son's diagnosis. So, so did, it is. It can be a long process. You kind of had that Romans eight twenty eight moment where God brings good out of everything, and His hand is in everything. He's there in everything. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Like. I could I could mm-hmm. see how maybe it was a blessing to your sons to have each other in this too. But I, I'm I'm wondering how did you and your husband take care of yourselves? How do you recommend to people? I mean, you've got to have some kind of self care going on through this too. So yeah, it was. Um, we were always lucky that we had. Um, family close by for a while. So my husband and I, we would always make time for ourselves, even when, you know, we had five kids in eight years. So as we were dealing with the younger two, my oldest was only eight. And then I had a seven-year-old. And so we had a lot of little kids all at once, which is some of the the craziness. And again, the homeschooling, it was was a lot. But we were blessed to always have um, my parents, or my parents were close by. My husband's parents um, were very close by, just down the road. So we had family support, but my husband and I, we also, we always prioritized just carving out little windows for ourselves. So we'd have our coffee alone in the morning. We would try to go for a walk around the block or just even around the perimeter of our yard. We had a pretty large yard at the time. We would just, as the kids were playing, we would just walk by ourselves around the yard. So, so wise. That's just so wise. Just just get, yeah, just alone time. It doesn't have <laughs> yeah. to be extravagant or well planned out. It just has to be time alone, the two of you. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So I, um, your three older typical kids, how have they embraced their brothers, Teddy and Fulton? And how did this all, how do you find that family dynamic that worked for you in all this? Yeah, I mean, so, and I write about this in the book is my, my typical three, they were so young when their brothers were diagnosed that they, you know, they just really accepted them, accepted the boys as they were. And they never saw anything wrong with Fulton and Teddy. They just knew they had to kind of adapt how they were playing. And so they just interacted them like they were any other brother, you know, any other kid. They just, well, if we had to get on the floor and play this way, we'd get on the floor. If we had to put it up on the table while they were in their wheelchair and do it this way, we would do it that way. It just never really occurred to them that there was anything wrong with their brothers. So when we would go out... They, would under, they wouldn't understand, why are people staring at us? Why do people stare at Fulton and Teddy? They didn't understand that most people have never seen 
young children in power wheelchairs. Yeah. You know, a large family with two kids in power wheelchairs. They just, they're like, why are people staring at us? Why are people staring at us? And it took a while for them to get to the point where they're like, oh, like this isn't, this isn't, you know, normal for most people. This is unusual. And adapting to play with kids who are physically disabled, other kids don't know how to do that. They don't know how to modify and, and really meet, you know, kids right, like Colton and Teddy right. where they are. Well, so it so- was... Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it was it was never hard for them. They it's just what they were used to. Well, you know what what a what a blessing to have your older sons, you know, I think that's a gift from above. But you know what, we are going to take a quick break. We're bumping up against the clock for our break here. And when we come back, we're gonna ask you some questions about um how you found joy, you know, and, and light in all of this because we know that there is that. So you're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio Network, and this is Catholic Women Now. We'll be back in a minute. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the expression, free love? Do you know what it means? It means false love. True love does not want to be free. It wants to bind itself. It wants to give everything and forever. It wants to make a vow, a promise that it will keep. G.K. Chesterton says the man who makes a vow makes an appointment with himself at some distant time or place. The question is, will he keep the vow? That's the adventure. The perils and the punishment must be real. If I bet, I must be made to pay, or there's no poetry in betting. If I challenge, I must be made to fight, or there's no poetry in challenging. And if I vow to be faithful, I must be cursed when I'm unfaithful. Or there's no fun in vowing. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Welcome back to Catholic Women Now. You're listening to Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson. And we're talking to our new friend, Kelly Mantone. She's the author of Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent. And speaking of finding joy, you have found some joy amid these challenges. How did you learn to find lightheartedness through this? Or the joy in this? Well, you know, it was a couple different things. The big thing was, and one of the reasons I started my blog um, was, you know, I just started documenting all the the good, the fun things during the day. What could I be thankful for? You know, it was easy to get hung up on all the things my sons couldn't be doing and all the all the work and the, you know, the stress and the caregiving and all that. So I thought, I'm not going to focus on that. I got to focus on the good things. And when you focus on the good things, you start seeing more and more and more and you start becoming more thankful. Then the other thing was, I realized my sons weren't miserable and unhappy. You know, so often you see someone in a wheelchair and you think, oh, that'd be terrible. That would be awful. Well, not for that person necessarily. My sons don't feel like there's anything wrong with them. They don't feel like there's any big deal in driving around the power chair. They're perfectly happy. And so I realized I was the one that was unhappy. Mm. You know, I was the one that was being negative and down, and then I was projecting it on them. They were having a wonderful, joyful life. So if they were happy and joyful and loving life, then why couldn't I? Why shouldn't my husband and I be the same way? And so that really, it was that shift in mindset to they're happy. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to look for the blessings and the joys, be thankful for things. And that that was the big turnaround, again, and seeing my older kids, how it wasn't a problem for them. They could just interact with their siblings without any problems. You know, I, I just realized... I was the one being negative and creating the problem. So once I changed my attitude to look for the joy and find the joy and be joyful like my children, 
that's when it all fell into place. Wow. So, Kelly, you, you have a great sense of humor, and I've picked that up on reading your blogs. And it just reminds me of a quote from Bishop uh, Sheen who says, humor means for us the ability to see through things. So you're, the gratitude allowed you to see through things as they really are. So mm-hmm. that's where humor can come. They just, you just really exemplify that. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me a little bit about this ministry you started called Accepting the Gift. Right. So acceptingthegift.org, it's my ministry that I started for Catholic special needs parents. Basically what I learned as people, you know, are reaching out to me through my blog was that really you have some dioceses like right there in Des Moines that are really good offering programs for special needs parents. Um, but then there's other dioceses where there's just nothing. Parents don't have anything and they're just struggling. Kids are being denied sacraments. Um, they're not really being welcomed at parishes. And so people were reaching out to me, and I was like, well, this, we obviously need something. And I'm the type of person, well, if we need it, we're going to start it. So I just, I was like, you know, Tony, my husband, is this okay if I start this? He's like, go for it. So I set up another website, (laughs) I had a conference, (laughs) and we just started it, and I just started connecting with people the best I could. Like you don't have enough going on. (laughs) I know. This is great. Wow. And then you talk (laughs) also about different saints who had disabilities that you can relate to as well. Right. Yeah. Well, so often, like, we forget that, you know, I always say, and this can be a hard message for parents when their kids are first diagnosed, you know, God's created your kid, and they can do whatever, whatever plan God has for them, they can do it just the way they're created. Your child can still become a saint, just the way they're created. God doesn't set these unattainable goals, you know, well, you're disabled, so you're not going to be able to do these things. No, like, you can be a saint, however God's created you. And so I think it was, it's helpful to see other saints that despite various disabilities, you know, they're, you know, they reach the ultimate goal, right? That's what we all want. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think it's a good reminder for parents that that's the, that's the ultimate goal for our kids. Sometimes we get hung up on the physical things here on earth, but the ultimate spiritual goal, our kids can still achieve that. And just, just for our listeners to know, I thought this was interesting. St. Kateri was partially blind. I didn't know that. St. Joseph Cupertino had learning disabilities. I mean, you know, these are these are saints we've heard of and yeah. had no idea. You know, you right. just hear the cool mm-hmm. things, you know, St. Cupertino could fly. Yeah. And sometimes the stories of the saints are a little too sanitized. I don't think you're we, right. You don't get into you're the, right. all those things. But, you're right. but this is the hope, right? This is the hope that God gives us through our faith as mm-hmm. saints and what you're mm-hmm. saying about joy and all these and, and just allowing your knowing your child, God created your child for um for how God can create your child to be a saint. And it leads us to sainthood, too, I think, so yeah. much because that selflessness has to come in. But, Kelly, tell us, um, we're kind of getting here near the end, but tell us what's been the most rewarding grace that maybe you weren't expecting with raising special needs children? I think the grace was um, just seeing that, again, I realized I didn't have to have a perfect child to, um, you know, to raise a saint. And I didn't have to have a perfect child for my child to be happy, for our family to be complete. Um, our family is happy and wonderful um, with kids that have all sorts of abilities. And I just learned also that, um, you know, I could go through a hard a hard thing, which was my son's diagnosis, and I could come out on the other side stronger. When you're in the middle of those sorts of things, it can be very hard to feel like you're ever going to come out on the other side. But now I'm so far removed from that, and I'm such a stronger person spiritually, emotionally, mentally, um, you know, it, it's it's a reminder to just hang in there, even when it's hard. Do what the church says. Hang in there. Say your prayers. Do what you need to do. You will come out the other side stronger. Mm, beautiful. 
Well, one last thought here, if you can just cover for us. What are the ways a person can support a family with special needs? Um, ask them what they need. Um, and if they say prayers, then give them all the prayers. Um, if, you know, if they say they don't need anything right now, respect that. I think a lot of times we want to do more sometimes. Um, but ask them what they need. Ask for specific things. If you know their child is in the hospital undergoing something, offer a specific meal, offer gift cards, um, offer specific things. Just, you know, but follow up with them. And if they ask for a prayer request for something, then follow up on that prayer request. Oh, you said so-and-so was going in for a test. How did that go? Did it come out okay? Or, you know, just follow up. Just check in with them. Um, you know, right after diagnosis, it's really hard. But, you know, it's it's always hard. Like, I still have hard days and hard things that I have to go through, and I know how to deal with them better, but there's still times that I need extra prayers for myself, for my family, for my son. There's still times I need meals and I need help with parking at the hospital or, you know, a meal train if we're caught up in an inpatient stay for weeks or a surgery, you know? Mm -hmm, so yeah. just keep checking in with them. It's not a once and done thing. I think Very that's important. We need to keep keep that in mind all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, Kelly Mantone, thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Women Now, talking about your book, Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parents. And again, as a reminder, Kelly will be speaking at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in West Des Moines on March 9th. Um, you can go to the Diocese of Des Moines website to click, out all, click on events and get all the information there. Okay. Thank you, Kelly, for being with us. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. This was great. Enjoyed talking with you both. Me too. Well, let's just give a little closing prayer here. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and thanksgiving for those things that look like difficulties, but truly are a gift. And we thank you, Lord God, for the holy advice that we just received for Kelly. May our hearts be open, and may we listen, Lord. And I thank you, Lord God, again, for all the blessings which come as challenges in our lives. You are a good God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now go do impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women. On the voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio.